said real too. Oh! I ain't gonna stop. I see the. I ain't gonna stop. I mean, <laughs> we the best music. I said the time of the Maybach. I said the time of another one. I said the time of the Maybach. I said the time of I I to the top of my Maybach, nigga. I to the top of my Maybach. DJ Khaled. I did the time of the Maybach. 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 Yes, people, how are you doing? Welcome to another episode of Echo Chamber. All right, let's do it. So, this is the UK box office top 10 for the weekend of the 14th to the 16th of June. At number 10, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. At number 9, Diego Maradona. At number 8, it's the secret cinema screenings of Casino Royale. At number seven, John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum. At number six, Godzilla King of the Monsters. At number five, X-Men Dark Phoenix. At number four, The Secret Life of Pets 2. At number three, Rocket Man. At number two, Men in Black International. And Steel. At number one, Got Aladdin. Okay, people, so this week we've got two reviews. Um, we're going to start off with Always Be My Maybe, the new um, Ali Wong film that's streaming on Netflix. And as promised, finally. I've got my John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum review. So sit back and enjoy. So this evening I watched Always Be My Maybe, um, which is a, a newish film on Netflix. Uh, it was released on the 31st of May. It's um, starring... Ali Wong, Randall Park, uh, James Sato, Michelle Butu, Vivian Bang, uh, Susan Park, Daniel Day Kim, Karan Sonny, um, Lyrics Born, and uh, yeah, there's a, a little part with Keanu Reeves. Uh, the film is directed by um Na Nakako Khan uh written by Michael Golamoko Randall Park and Ali Wong the um the gist of the film is uh Wong and Park star as childhood friends from San Francisco who have not been in touch since a brief teenage fling ended badly. In the 16 years since, they have grown up in vastly different circumstances. Wong's character, Sasha, is a celebrity chef, while Park's Marcus is still living in his childhood bedroom and working for his father's air conditioning services. 
service. His life largely frozen since his mother's premature death. Sasha and Marcus reconnect when Sasha returns to San Francisco to open a restaurant and romantic chemistry from their teenager years remains. But Marcus fears and Sasha's fame and demanding career challenge their relationship. Um, I have to say, I feel I was... um. Yeah, I feel I was manipulated into watching this. I feel I was. Because it starts off with Souls of Mischief. And you're in 93 till infinity is a dope ass song. You know what I mean? Like, if that's playing, you have to listen. Them's the rules. And, uh, yeah, so I was a bit like, and Ali Wong is funny and cute. What can I say? So, obviously, I thought, yeah, let me give this a go. The, you know what? I feel if I wasn't feeling so shitty and my remote wasn't so far away, I may have turned it off. But I was feeling that way and the remote was that far away. So I ended up watching the film. Um, Look, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. And there were some nice moments in it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, um, okay, so when um, Randall's... Marcus is um he he's playing a gig and uh Ali's Sasha is in the crowd just dancing and being like yo that's my man that was all funny i that i enjoyed that yeah that was hilarious all of those kind of scenes um like Sasha cooking with Marcus's mum and that was really nice. That was all sweet. So yeah, though, like though, you know, those scenes were nice. And Keanu Reeves, I think he stole this fucking film. That was just <laughs> Anna Reeves was awesome. He was so damn good in this film. Oh, and Vivian Bang as Jenny. Was great. She was great too. Like the scenes with her. Just hilarious. So I liked all of that. There was really good moments. Some good chemistry. Like the problems. (sighs) It was just. It was just that same old rom-com. Yo there, there, there was nothing different. Like, you know what I mean? It was just those typical cliches. That that was the thing that bugged me. I'm like, ah, please, just let's not go the same old route. And But they did every time. You know what I mean? Like, someone would say something really mean and be horrible. They, they, they dis- you know what I mean? They'd walk off. 
And then something stupid brought them back together and everything was forgotten. And it's just like, what? Doesn't make any sense. And especially when certain things are said, because look, you can call each other a dickhead. That's fine. But there's certain things that you might say that are just like, you know what? That's just killed it all. And just turning up somewhere and going, I was sorry. You know, like you just feel in real life that that's not going to mend that situation. The fuck is that? Come on, man. You know, you know, but yeah, (sighs) it's just that typical. Yeah, just that typical friggin rom-com bullshit. Like you just, I just want it to be more. I want it to be better, you know. I kind of, like you kind of hope it's gonna be something like Linklader's before films, because that they had that realistic kind of lilt to them, and yeah, it was just like natural dialogue that seemed to work. This, the di- like. <sighs> It was fine. It was funny in places, right? But then other situations, it's like Park. He his dialogue sometimes just seemed a bit stiff. You know, they just didn't seem to flow that well. <sighs> Gosh, I don't know. I mean, I just don't think this film was for me. Right, I just yeah, I'm not that. Yeah, I just uh, I just can't do the typical rom com because they drive me insane. So the typical rom com, I just don't think it's for me, man. Like, I like the as I said, look, I like the link later stuff. I liked about time. That was just awesome. You know, it, it, it's things like that Garden State. Ah, you know, things like, yeah, a little bit different, a little bit different, and unfortunately, this was just, it was just your run of, run of the mill fare, but, as I said, look, it's not saying it's terrible, it wasn't terrible, like, I definitely preferred this to, um, Crazy Rich Asians, Crazy Rich Asians, that's right, right? I believe that's right. And if it's not, you know the film I'm talking about. But yeah, I I felt this was better than that. Um but uh Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think if you like just the 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 the, the cheesy rom-com, if that's your thing, you'll love this. This is all you all day every day day for real for real it's just if you want that something a little bit more maybe not but it's on netflix so you can watch it you can dip in you can try it can do all that good stuff i would say just just for the keanu reeves it's kind of worth checking out because, yeah, that bit 
was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's all great. Um, you know, it's an hour. I well, it's um, so an hour and forty minutes. Yeah, it's an hour and forty minutes. Um, and it's a fifteen. So yeah, you know, it's always be my maybe. Um, and they did play the Mariah at the very end. I feel they should have got her to to you know what I mean, sing it and just change the end. You know what I mean? So she's not saying baby, she's saying maybe. That would have worked. That would have been funny. But they didn't. What can you do? But yeah. If you're a fan of Ali Wong, you might want to check it out too. But yeah, you know, always be my maybe on Netflix now, people. So just out of seeing John Wick 3. Um, well, sorry. It's actually John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum. Um, yeah. So the, the crew is back. Chad uh, Stajewski directed again. Um, Derek Kolstad um, and Shay Hatton wrote and did the screenplay and the film... Man, there's a lot of people, a lot of big people up in this. You know, we got Keanu Reeves, obviously. Halle, Halle Berry was making her series debut. Uh, we had returning Ian McShane, um, Lawrence Fishburne, um, who Lance Riddick. Uh, there was Angelica Houston, um, gosh, Asia Kate Dillon, um, Mark Dukas. Man, there were, it, it was just like some great people in this, man. Some really, ah, oh, really good talent. It was great. It, this was a lot of fun. Because let's think, right? So the first John Wick came out in 2014. That was just crazy action. It was a simple storyline. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't complicated. It was it was a simple storyline. And yeah, it, it was just fun. It was high-paced, kinetic and fun. John Wick 2, 2017. Um... Now, I mean, it was still fast-paced. It was still kinetic. But the I think the mechanism for the film seemed a bit flimsy. You know? Especially coming of how the first film goes. So you're thinking, all right, okay, fine. I can get behind that. But then the second film just seemed a little bit flimsy. It was it was fine, but it wasn't as great as the first film. But I think with this, with Parabellum, we are back to that great energy. That great kind of, 
ah, just vibe. Do you, you know what I mean? That just gets you, ooh, on the edge of your seat. Like, how the fuck is this next person going to die? You know, you're just like, all right, you're wincing. There's a lot of wincing in this film, man. You're like, just because some of the things that happen to people, like, oh, oh, oh my God. And, um, yeah, I think if you're a dude, you're grabbing your crutch a lot. A lot. Well, I mean, I should say a lot during the Halle Berry scenes because you're thinking, I don't know if I can look at a dog again the same. Oh, my God. That was just like, man, come on. Jeez. Woo. Uh, yeah, so, you know, like, this, you know, the, the, the storyline, and I have to say, a thing I do like about these films is, you know, there's a lot of times when you have a sequel or something like that, it picks up, like, a while later, so you're always like, alright, but what happened in that time gap? Because if everything is like this, it can't have just been a bed of roses, a bed of daisies, um, you know, a picnicky kind of situation. But that's never explained, and you're just like, what? But with these films, they literally pick up from the last film, and especially this one. You know, he he's he's running. It's like you've got it from the last film. He's just running. And that's great. He run, He does run a bit weirdly. I'm going to say. I'm just like. I don't know. I always thought he just looked like he's going to fall over. I mean. I can't run in a straight line. Shit. I can't even walk in a straight line. So I'm not throwing stones in a glass house. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just something I picked up. But um. Yeah, I really like the fact that it picks up and then just goes. You know, there's no, it's no bullshit. In the last film, John was seen. Blah 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 blah. You mean there's none of that? There's no expedition. It is. We're just going. We're just going, and that's yeah. That's what you want, man. You know. So um, yeah, that was good. That was really good. I appreciated that. And I think the additions to the cast. Very good. Like Halle Berry was great in this. And she's really kicking ass. You're really kicking ass. And that's great. That was cool. It was good to see it like that. Because I'm thinking. I can't really think of any other films. Where she's been as ass kicky as this. You know, like, yeah, Storm, but no, I mean, this is it, this was, yeah, this was fire, and I really liked Asia Kate Dillon, the adjunct, adjudicator, man, yes, like, great additions to the cast here, you know, that, yeah, 
they were a lot of fun. Um, I forget if Angel I, I forget if Angelica Houston was in the last film, but she was very good in this one. Yeah, really good in this one. And um, Syed Tagamoyhoi as the elder. It was just very enjoyable, and it makes it made sense. You know, I think some of the stuff in the second film, you know, hey, I, you know, it doesn't make as much sense. But I think this film, it really does make sense. I mean, yes, the 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 whole walking through the desert, it's a bit odd. A bit odd. You have to kind of go, all right, I'm gonna believe this. But other than that, yeah, every everything about this, you're like, all right, um, yeah, I get this. I see this. I can understand this. And you can get behind the mindsets of certain people in this film. You know, you're like, all right, yeah, I can, I can see where they're coming from. You know, even with the um the way it ends, you can kind of see why um my man did what he did. But, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> you know this opens up some shit because, hey, we're gonna get a full film. You know, I think there's no question that we're not going to get a full film. So, I'm not mad with the blatant open-endedness. This is where the sequel kicks in, end. I'm not mad at that. Because, yeah, it was... Like, if it was a terrible film and you're just like... Well, there should have been a resolution because there's definitely not going to be another film. You'd be a bit like, ah, for fuck's sake. But, yeah, you you know there's going to be a next. So it's just like, I right, cool. I'm down. I am down. It's like, it's just, you know, so we, we, we're killing people in libraries. So we're using books. Like, the, the craziness with the horses. The, 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 the. The motorbike scenes, you know, like, yeah, the dogs, there's just so many inventive fights, and that makes it fun, because, you know, you, you have certain action films, and every fight is basically the same, and that is tiresome, that's very tiresome, um, so yeah, I, I I was very um, as happy that uh, yeah, it was a bit different. You know what? I didn't do what this was about. So let me do that now. All right. So basically, yeah, the gist of this film is this: in this third instalment of the adrenaline-fueled action franchise, skilled assassin John Wick returns with a. 14 million price tag on his head and an army of bounty hunting killers on his trail after a killing a member of the shadowy 
International Assassins Guild, the High Table. John Wick is excommunicado, but the world's most ruthless hitmen and women await his every turn. And that's good. Because, yeah, we do see that. Every turn, it's just like, who the fuck is going to be an assassin? So that, that makes it fun. Be like... Oh shit, I didn't even suspect that person. Oh, that person? Oh man. So yeah, there there, there is a lot of um there's a this is fun. This is a fun film. But it is very brutal. <laughs> it is very brutal and it makes you wince. Like a a, a thing as well. Like it's good. It is really good, but, um, you know, it isn't, like, there's shit happening in this film that you're just like, yo, in real life, son, that, that couldn't happen, like, no one's surviving that, like, what, you know, but you can, um, do that disbelief thing, separation from disbelief, what's the, you know, you know what I'm saying, you can do that, because the film is so kinetic, so fast-paced, it keeps you on the edge of your seat, and you're just all in, you're all in, and that's great, um, cinema I saw it in, it was cold, it was freaking cold, I don't know what's happening, man. The last, I think the last few times I've been to the cinema, it's just been cold. So, um, yeah. But even the cold wasn't enough to ruin or distract me from what was going on. So, look. I realised, yeah, you know, there was just a lot of shit happening. A lot of stuff that I had committed to that I had to get out. So, I couldn't get this review out sooner. But, um... Yeah, people, if you haven't seen it, go watch it, because you won't be disappointed, you know, it's definitely better than the second film, Um, up there, definitely up there with the first film, this is very fun, so, uh, yeah, John Wick, chapter 3, Parabellum, it's back baby, it's back. Okay, people, so yes, we've reached the end of another episode. Um, look, if you haven't seen John Wick, I really recommend you checking it out because, oh man, it, it's back to the levels of fun the first film was. And, uh, you know what I mean, after that, if you still want some Keanu Reeves craziness, yeah, take a look at... um always be my maybe because his scenes steal the film they really do all right let's get to it people so um a few months back apple announced their apple plus service well now talk has come out that um they want to um finance six small budget movies every year 
So the budget would go from five, but it, you know, it will range between five to thirty million. So I believe Netflix are doing a similar kind of budgeting kind of thing with a lot of their films. Um, but what? Um, <laughs> so this is what potentially they've um put out to how they're going to decide on what films they're going to be financing. They want to finance potential Oscar winners. It's like, I don't know what that means. Because there have been plenty of films that you think, oh man, that film is awesome, that should win shit. And they do nothing. I mean, Destroyer. Destroyer was an incredible film. Nicole Kidman was tremendous in it. And it did nothing. There's also... Um, oh, there was also the Steve Carell film about the um, his drad addict son. Man, I forget what the film was called. But that was fantastic. And everyone was like, yes, this should get awards. Didn't get anything. So for them to go, yeah, we want to finance Oscar potential film... Oh, that that's just a stretch. You just have to pick films that you feel have got a, amazing scripts. You know what I mean? I mean, that's all you can really do. Be interesting, though. You know, it, it. I believe this is opening up the indie market. The streamers getting into filmmaking. Because a lot of the, you know, the smaller studios have shut or merged. So with Netflix, Amazon, and now Apple making films, it, it's really allowing for, um, you know, smaller indie stuff to be made, which is awesome. All right. So, um, yeah, you know, word was out that um, J.J. Abrahams wanted to you know, bring his bad robot under one roof. So that's the TV element, the film element, and like other aspects. And supposedly, um, Warner Media won the bidding war. So um, yeah, he's gonna be um, moving everything. From, uh, you know, he's currently got his film stuff, so he's going to be moving that across from Paramount Pictures. But even though this, you know, he everything's now going to Warner's, he's still going to be um, doing his Lovecraft Country with um, Jordan Peele at HBO. He's still doing Demimond. I think that's HBO as well. He's still looking after Castle Rock, and he's still looking after Westworld. So, um, yeah, and he's got, you know, talking about Apple, he's got three projects set up there. So, I, you know, I think he can still do stuff at other places, but, you know, a lot of stuff will be now coming from Warner Media, which will definitely help their plans for their um, streaming service. Okay, so recently I've been um, really hitting my fight pass hard. So I'm going, I'm, I went back to the very beginning 
and I've been watching all the old UFCs. So I'm currently on 2005, which is, um, you know, right around the time Evan Tanner, well, now he's just lost his middleweight title. But, you know, Evan Tanner, you know, he was a big part of that early era. And um, producers Christopher Sheeman and Olkun Tan are uh, teaming up with Bobby Razak, who's a sports director, to, um, yeah, put together The Power of One, which is going to be a biopic on the life of Evan Tanner, which, you know, should be really interesting because Tanner taught himself how to fight. That That's the word that was going around, that he... He'd, watched um you know like the the all the videos instructional videos that were doing the rounds at that time so he was watching those teaching himself how to fight like you know his career was a bit up and down but eventually you know what i mean he put together a run and he won the middleweight title so um yeah, but unfortunately, like, he died in 2008. Um, you know, he went on a, I think it was like a, a dream quest kind of thing in the California desert. And I think it was like, I think dehydration, he died of dehydration, something like that. But, um, yeah, I think this will be an interesting look at... Evan Tanner, the man, the fighter, and the visionary. So, um, yeah, no word really um, on when it should be released. But, you know, I think the plan is to start filming next year. And um, listen, right? If you enjoyed Endgame, people, which um, a lot of people did... <laughs> well, never fear because word is Marvel are going to re-release it. So um yeah, because Spider-Man Far From Home is coming out the beginning of um July. So uh yeah, they're gonna release Endgame again so um people can watch it and then uh get all ready for Spider-Man. So um if, if you didn't get to see Endgame in a cinema, I mean, I, I'm not sure who did because that film, man, made to change. You know what I mean? But if you did miss it or if you just want to see it again, you're soon going to have the opportunity. So, um, yeah, keep the eyes peeled and um, go catch it if you want. But, uh, yeah, that's it, man. Oh, I will say, so... um. Yeah, word is as well, uh, you know, the phase four plans will start to get revealed at um, San Diego Comic Con. And then the rest of it will be reviewed, revealed even at Disney's D23 that's going to be taking place at the end of the summer, I believe. So, yeah. Ah, oh, man. 
finally going to find out what's coming because we already know that Black Widow's in production, Eternals and Shang-Chi, they're going to be going into production before the end of the year. So what else? Because we know there's going to be a Doctor Strange 2. We know there's a Black Panther 2. What else though? Interesting, right? So uh, yeah, we'll soon know. We will soon know people. Exciting, right? Cool. Well, people, I'm going to be, um, yeah, I'm just kicking it, listening to comedy and um, enjoying myself right now. But we will be dropping another episode next Thursday. So, you know what I mean? Go see John Wick. Go watch any other film that you want. You know, I'll allow that. Enjoy yourselves, people, and I'll catch you next week. Peace.